I was going through a bad time mentally. I was trying my best not to show it, but sometimes like it, it just sort of comes out. And then I, st I started like, I think it was like a week after I asked him and. How was that first session? Oh, well, uh, <laughs> well, I didn't do any stretches. Um, I told him to, but he yeah, didn't. Hi guys, welcome to Not Just Boxing Podcast. We're here with Alfie again, Coach Alfie, and here one of his students, a new amateur, Charlie. How you doing, mate? You all right? Uh, yeah, I'm doing really well, thanks, mate. Uh, thanks for having me on. Nice to meet you. Yeah, no problem. So obviously, talking off air, you said you're new to boxing, you've been doing it a few months. How's everything going? What got you into it at this age? Um, well, I, I thought about it years ago, um, but then I thought, nah, it, it's not really my thing, but I think it was more... I was kind of nervous about getting into something, um, but I heard it's really good for mental health. And it is like, I was going through a bad time mentally, um, sort of like wallowing in my own self-pity, um, but I was trying my best not to show it, but sometimes like it, it just sort of comes out and um, I didn't really know how to deal with it. And um, I spoke to another fighter, who's under the same roster. One of those men to come today. Yeah, right? Tom. Mm -hmm. Let Dan. <laughs> and um, he, he told me, he went, oh, like, because I met Alfie through Tom's first fight and Alfie, and I, I met Alfie. I said I'd do it. But there was also that side of me that was sort of nervous to do it because I don't like going into stuff where I feel like I'm going to be a failure at it, if that makes sense. It's like I want to obviously you're not going to be able to succeed at everything and do everything straight away but it's the initial thought like i'd never done boxing in my life so it was the whole nervous thing but mentally i was in like, i was in a bad place and i messaged alfie um and i asked him if i can start doing it he went start whenever you want take your time there's no rush um and then i, st I started like i think it was like a week after i asked him and how was that first session well, uh, <laughs> well, I didn't do any stretches. Mm -hmm. um, told him to, but he yeah, didn't I was, I was just like, no, because Tom was like bigging it up the whole time. So I was like, yeah, do you know what? I'm gonna go in. Yeah, I was like, yeah, feeling, I'm feeling already. I'm ready. Like, like all day at work, I was just like, yeah, let's so do. So you really this. had to build yourself up, obviously. Yeah, it's a yeah, new thing. And yeah. Obviously, obviously, still dealing with the, the mental side of stuff as well, and everything else that was going on um, in like my personal life and stuff. I was just like, right, okay, right, this is it. This is. I'm build, building up the courage and I got in there and it was just like, right, yeah. And just, just jumped straight into it, like learning all this, learning all that. What was the first session? Did we, did it go through footwork? Did it go through just punches? Like how did it, it treat was, you as a beginner? It was like, it was a bit mixed. It was like a bit of both. Like obviously footwork is a major thing, but it was just like getting your stance right. You, you're like standing right, obviously. So many things to think about. Yeah, right, it's like new... where it was all so much. It's like, obviously I weren't keeping my hands up. On my feet, I was standing too far Did apart. Did he clip you around the ear at any point? Or? No, luckily not in the first lesson. Uh, <laughs> I felt sorry for the first lesson. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, have to, yeah not but, the first. Um, he gets clipped all the time. Like, obviously, he was like, oh, push-ups, sit-ups, squats, um, burpees, all that lot. And I hadn't done exercise for ages. Like, I let myself go, especially since COVID. I was just like, nah. Mm. Um, and then, literally, after that session, I was walking around, I had jelly legs. I, I was I was getting in my car and I was going. Oh! Yeah. I went, so I, I did. I, he was my last session that night. And I've gone outside to go home. And like five minutes afterwards, I'm like, "What are you doing?" He's still trying to get in the car. Oh no! Like, it, must have been was... unsafe to drive. Have you got a manual? Yeah. Must have been a bit awkward. And oh, the I was like, because obviously you have to put your foot down on the clutch every time. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so... Anybody watching this from the driver's agency, he's got an automatic. <laughs> yeah. Shh. Yeah. <laughs> Any please? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so obviously after that how, how long did it take for you to even recover because I, I remember my first session it took me a good two days at least to oh yeah oh it was um because i do sessions mondays and wednesdays so that was on the monday and i went to work on the tuesday I, oh i was what did you do for a job uh mechanical engineer okay but i'm currently working on the smaller side of things like chainsaws uh little mini generators like the air pneumatic tools and sort of like grinders and stuff like that mm -hmm. um so i was in the workshop and i was walking around and i was like oh charlie can you go up the stairs and i'm like oh stairs <laughs> stairs so i'm walking up the stairs going ah ah <laughs> and then you got tom because i work with tom as well yeah and he's laughing he's laughing his head off and i'm just 
I'm just in utter pain. And then my supervisor's going, what are you doing? What are you doing? I went, the struggle is real today. <laughs> I did not stretch. <laughs> I will not be making that mistake again. Was it worse the second day? Like I feel like 48 hours. If it's, it's, like, like it's delayed big, onset. The when, yeah. Wednesday daytime, because mm -hmm. I, I was like, I'm still going. I'm still going boxing. Like I'm, I'm pushing myself to do it. Mm -hmm. But the Wednesday in the morning, yeah, I was, I was in pain. Like all everything here was sore. <laughs> like you touched my legs, and I was like, oh. Why, why didn't you stretch though? On the, on the... Because I was so tunnel vision. I was yeah. like, right, let's just get in. I was like, yeah, do you know what? Yeah, like right, let's get let's get the arms and everything going. <laughs> I was just like, right, straight in. And then halfway through, I'm like, I'm starting to feel this getting a bit of a stitch. Like I was, I was a lot, I was bigger. Like, yeah, he's lost a lot of weight. In like, the last I, I, have lo I have lost. How much weight roughly do you reckon you've lost? Easily over a stone. Oh, Easily. Because cool. I had, <laughs> had the so-called pot belly. Yeah, yeah. The and belly. Um, the man, the man moves. Moves, yeah. So, yeah, so, um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I've lost a lot of weight and I, I could see it. Like even in, like he got a picture from our first, first like lesson together. And even looking back at it now, I'm like, wow. Well, we can, um, we'll put some pictures yeah, up on, on, yeah. on uh, YouTube so you they can see, see the before and you after. You can see it in his face. It's a lot more, obviously, no disrespect, but I said this, there's a lot more, he had a lot more weight in his face. Mm. Do you, know, you look at someone, like, it's like, you could, you could tell, you could tell us the, the weight was there, mm. but he obviously slimmed down a lot. He's, he's a bit more definition to his face now when he shows the beard and stuff. Yeah, yeah I'm, nice. I'm trying to keep it. Nice and trim now. So. <laughs> and uh, how was your mental health after starting? Like, what, what was? I, I'll be honest. I've not since since starting boxing. It's helped me a lot. Like I've I've had the odd few days here and there, but overall, it's it's been like a massive boost. Like more, I feel like more confident in myself. Um, I feel healthier. I've like I changed my diet massively because I was eating so much junk food all the time i was ordering takeaways like every other day mm. was eating chocolate must have been expensive it's, as well oh it was very like i've saved money from it and everything like i've actually got more money for myself to do stuff like i would never wear white before because like obviously if you wear black it makes you look slimmer white i thought oh, it make me look fatter so i didn't know that was a thing yeah oh, well, like, oh, with like, colors yeah like well darker colors tend to make you look look slimmer anyway but um i, I was always wearing like blacks dark grays uh like the, the dark browns and even in the summer even in the summer, just because I knew, like, everyone's got that own little bit of, like, negativity about themselves. Like, mm. I wasn't, I'm not body confident. I, like, I mean, I'm happier now than I was, but I would still wear, like, black black trousers, uh, like, maybe dark grey shorts. Mm. And, like, I'd have, like, black trainers on and stuff like that. Even, it could be a scorching hot day, hottest day of the year, and I'd go out in black because I wasn't comfortable with myself. Yeah. Um, but he comes into the gym now with, like, the bright blue tracksuit and all that thing, well yeah I bought, I bought um i bought some like gym stuff online and like i've got like this like bright like bright vibrant blue like shorts and a shirt and then i've got like gray and stuff like that but he wears the black and yellow one he thinks like a bumblebee kind of <laughs> <laughs> sweating them away like that well, it's like is it uh larone richards or whatever you he wears a lot of black and yeah yellow, yeah. yeah yeah that's why that's why he's good fire <laughs> <laughs> yeah so obviously well thanks for being open about your mental health as well oh yeah no no honestly like i realize it is a lot of people don't like speaking about it it's a hard thing everyone deals with their own mental health here there and everywhere like it might not be as such a bigger deal for some people some people just push it to the side but i realize when you do push stuff to the side it it grates on you and you feel yourself gradually changing mm -hmm. because you're not not expressing yourself and it's hard to like you don't want to trust someone mm -hmm. you know but then when you do open up it sort of it feels better because you're letting it out like in your head it sounds different and then it feels like when you say it out loud it becomes more real because you're expressing it onto other people and you sort of feel like oh i don't want to burden them with my problems or like oh no you've got your own stuff you're dealing with don't worry but there is actually people that if you're close to them they they will help you like when you've got friends and family that are there to help you like you know they ain't gonna judge you and like that's why i've got a lot of respect for alfie because ever since i've known him he's just he's just been good as gold and like anything so he talk talk to you about anything he's like yeah if you've got any any problems anything i ain't gonna judge you just talk to me and we're, we're sort it out so yeah, it's good that you got a good support network it's oh really, yeah 100 100 yeah. percent so. yeah well even like well i've i've had mental health problems like suffered like everyone goes through it at some point but um i fully agree when you finally talk about it that weight off your shoulders uh, like how you treat yourself in your mind with your own with your own dialogue when the way you think about yourself like you always think you're you're way worse than what you are you know yeah it's, that's it, it's yeah. so negative and i feel 
like with boxing or with any sport, that stress and that energy that you're putting on that, you no longer get all that. If you don't exercise every day and, and you just sat around doing just one basic thing that you're stuck in the motions of, you're probably going to get stuck in your head. And if you have got those little demons, they really spiral. So oh, I yeah, think 100%. something like boxing to just go and vent that energy. You've probably met some great like-minded people. It's such a diverse gym. My, my dissertation was on boxing and its effects on young offenders. And I did lots of semi-structured interviews, um, a literature uh, review. And the the results are that it's so obvious that it's it's so good for you in mm. every aspect in life. And for you to reach out when you know you are struggling and to, to start boxing, that's that's so good. That that first step that you've made. Fast forward two, three years, you could have however many fights under your belt, completely different Charlie, you know. So um, having that journey now of progression, which, yeah, I'm sure your mindset now, you, you feel like there's a bit more of a purpose in your day. Yeah, I feel like more, feel like I've got, more me if that makes sense it's like there's more stuff i want to do there's like because before i'd i'd go to work go home that's it weekends i'd occasionally go out but i'd just sort of it would play in my head and it's like on replay and it's kind of like a broken record and it's just going round and around and it's just like well you know a broken record it gets annoying after a mm -hmm. while but because you don't want to express it on anyone you don't, <laughs> don't say anything so where where i am now to two three months ago is i'm in a completely different headspace like i'm more confident in myself i feel more like more happy and more more genuine in myself and like i feel like i've i've got like more time for for like everything just like my, my whole my whole lifestyle is changing you're living your life by the sounds of it now whereas before you were sort of just you were getting by so but yeah if that it's yeah. just sort of Oh, it's another day. It's another day. It just felt like I was just, just there, wait, waiting for the next day. Just constantly waiting for the next day. And now it's completely different. You know, it just feels feels good to feel, feel like more like freeing. Mm -hmm. Feels good to sort of open up and. And I hope that you encourage other people to do the same because you know, especially oh, yeah. during COVID and everything else. Anyone listening, like, it, it is tough, tough time. And like you said straight away, talking about it, it's it's the next best thing. And yeah, for you to to move on already in what, two months, you say you've been doing just just over two months. Yeah, two months. that's that's such a big impact in eight weeks. Yeah, and um, what what did you do any martial arts before? Did you say? Um, yeah. So when I was a kid, I had an incident. Um, I was stabbed in between my heart and lung, and I lost all my confidence. Um, I didn't go out for like two years. Um, and then my dad was like you can't hide forever like life's gonna go on you're gonna grow up like you can't just sit inside all the time so like obviously i was scared i was nervous but my dad was like oh listen i'll get you into martial arts i ended up doing koro kai jiu-jitsu because mm -hmm. um, one of my friends at the time was doing it he was getting bullied in school so he started doing that as like a self-defense and i did that for seven years um it's a long time it is it is a long time and i i enjoyed it all of it and i've only ever had to use it once in, in and that was in school Something so when you sat on him wasn't it yeah <laughs> what happened so um it was in in school this kid was just being really loud and the teacher wouldn't let us go and i just wanted to i just wanted to get out wanted to get out i was get loud like, it was lunchtime, and i just asked i sort of went shut up i want to go to lunch and he went meet me outside meet me outside so anyway, he's come outside and he's looked at me and there's a couple of teachers like, let's go around, let's, let's go around the corner, let's go around the corner. I was like, all right. So as he's thrown a punch, I've sort of S-blocked, but then twisted his arm around his back, like gone under his arm, around his back. And then I've kicked his leg and he's fallen on the floor. And I just sat on him hmm. and the teacher come around, what's going on? What's going on? And I was like, he started it and I finished it. Like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a flash person. I'm not a cocky person, but. He was, he was sort of like the school bully anyway. Mm -hmm. And he was bullying people that he thought he could. And yeah, they come in. I'm not, I'm not the sort of person. Like, I was a class clown. I was a joker and all that. But I wasn't the sort of person. Like, I wasn't like the sort of person to get into fights. I wasn't the sort of person like, yeah, I used to like bunk off a lesson and didn't do my homework and all that. But I wasn't a flash person. I wasn't, wasn't going around saying, oh, I can do this. I can do that. Like, I'm not saying I can fight. But obviously from the jujitsu it just sort of all clicked into place. Did it give you that confidence to never feel like that? Because I feel like if you never maybe had jujitsu, 
for those seven years, maybe you would have been completely different because a lot of people that don't have a martial art think more of themselves because they've not been humbled. I'm sure in jiu-jitsu you're being submitted every two minutes and rolled around and, you know. Oh, yeah, it's, it's a very so, close contact sport and it's yeah. just like you've got to get in, you've got to get all your techniques right, um, you've got to get your kicks right, uh, like coming all the way around and you've got so to step what's about. The difference? What, what is, because uh, I don't know much about this jiu-jitsu because you've got a few, you've got BJJ that I know rough a bit about, but what, what's the difference in your jiu-jitsu that you learned? Well, like with, with the jiu-jitsu in a whole, like obviously starting off as a white belt, it's just just get, getting your technique. It's like, like your hands, your feet, and it's just sort of like stepping in, stepping out, like flipping someone over and then just sort of punching them. <laughs> that, that, that's, 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 that's the basics as it gets. But yeah. as, you, as you get on, once you get to sort of like... Is it like sequencing then? Like, yeah. um, like the other podcast we had? Yeah, yeah. So it's like techniques, like you've got to go, you've got to do a certain, like for gradings, so you go white belt, yellow belt, orange belt, orange, green, 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 blue, so on and so forth. So as you go up, you've got to be able to sort of, it's like a chain reaction. So you can do that, but then you've got to add that and then incorporate something else that you've been shown. And the grading would last an hour, hour and 20 minutes. And then obviously to let everyone go through. But then you'd have to do sort of, once you get to blue belt, like blue, brown and stuff like that, you'd have to start coordinating your own sort of like style. So it's like, go in you know what you've learned but obviously it's to give everyone a chance like and there was loads of, there was loads of kids that did foul their gradings because the early stages was just it's easy to coordinate but actually putting it into a sequence mm -hmm. is different it's like right go right this is it like with the right technique of yeah, course yeah it was, and there would be like because the Koro Kai there was three or four different like um sports sensors that we did it so they'll go, like, all of us would come together for one grading, so it'd be, like, Barking versus Hornchurch versus Romford versus Ilford sort of thing. Was there sparring? Uh, there was sparring to a certain degree, but they didn't like you to, in, in the actual session, didn't like you to actually hit someone, so it'd sort of, like, be sort of close. Mm -hmm. But, like, like, obviously you can flip someone over, twist them, do whatever. Like See, I'd rather be up. punched and flipped over, because I, I don't know if you've ever been slammed on you yet, or of course you have, like, being slammed on your back. Bloody yeah, oh, oh nice. it does hurt. Like obviously it's all yeah. matted and stuff like that. But yeah. when you when you've been in a situation like when I was in school with that guy, when I swiveled under him and kicked him, there was no mat there, so obviously he's landed face first on concrete. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like I've still got his arm like like that. He didn't know what he was doing just because he was bigger than everyone. So like yeah, bullies tend to, to be bigger in general, like they always like bullies I've always known always tend to try and pick on the smaller guy mm. or the guy that, that's quiet or the guy that they thinks oh well, he's an easy target especially in school oh 100 percent in school in school and the thing is schools are very bad for dealing with oh yeah like parents like and obviously you've got nowadays kids that are obviously taking their own lives and other stuff like that and it's it's a horrible thing because i was i was bullied in year seven by year 11s and it was it wasn't wasn't very nice and like no there's like your mates oh no it's fine it's fine and it's not when it's, it's when not. you're going to bed at night and it's what you're thinking about and it's on repeat like you're saying it, it's not fine you get and up and you're like oh i don't feel well today and mm. that's just because you want to die for school because you go i'm going to go mm. to school and these kids are going to pick on me again yeah and it's like because they're older kids as well they're taking a piss and there's loads of them and you're on your own it's sort of like in my school for example the year 11s they used to take off their ties and whip whip all us year sevens in the eyes and stuff like that. you'd go home with like your, your squinting eyes and and it it, it it was it was a horrible feeling because for the it was like the first day i started my secondary school it started straight away i walk in and i went oh we've got some fresh freshies and started like whipping us in the eyes and stuff and it was just yeah it wasn't wasn't very nice it, and it lasted a couple of months yeah so. <laughs> that's why i felt like if you do any martial art like you said with jujitsu at least it gives you that confidence so like when you had to handle that bully finally like if, if all kids were doing it, I put a post recently. Boxing should be taught in schools. Yeah, that that oh. I'll see that post. I'll see that post. Well, I, I think everyone should at least know some sort of self defense or martial art or something mm -hmm. like because you're not necessarily going to need it in life, but it's one of those things that it's good to know. Like there could there could come a situation that, that you would never think you'd be in, but sometimes you can't pick the situation because someone puts it on you. Mm -hmm. Like, you might go through life going, no, I'm never going to get into a fight. But you could get a one guy who's determined mm. to set about you. And it's just like, yeah, well, I don't know what to do. Like, And if you're in a panicky mode, like, 
And sometimes it's like a fight or flight, like you might know it, but you don't really know until you're in a situation. Mm -hmm. But even if you get put in a situation where it's not fight or flight and you can't run away, you know you've got, right, well, I know what I'm doing. Like you might take a few digs here and there, but like it will kick in. It's just like instinct. It's like, well, I've done this. He's throwing a punch. This guy don't know how to throw a punch. Like, oh, bomb, move it out of the way, bomb. Like, it's just little little things. And I think it is good. I think kids should be doing it from a young age. Yeah, definitely. Like, like, I remember... Be lethal when they're older. Yeah. <laughs> it's not even just that, but it's the... Like, especially where like, we all live, obviously, like Essex and that. It's don't get wrong. It's not like Hackney or something, but the knife crime in the area, it's just it's just going through the roof because the kids... The, the, you have that thought... Like, even people my age, obviously... Like where I'm in the gym all the time, like I'm not affiliated with this sort of like stuff or the people anymore. But even when I was at school and stuff, you had like some some of my mates now like they're in prison or they're carrying knives and stuff. But it's it's because they wasn't they wasn't disciplined at all. Like even like obviously like when my dad was at school and that, he said you used to get like caned and all stuff like that. But it it, it stopped you being a little bastard. Now you get a slap on the wrist, you put in an isolation for an hour, even and the kid that. goes home and watch and just. <clears throat> Go, goes from GTA, gets a knife out, goes outside and think he's playing it still. Do you know mm -hmm. what I mean? It's, it, There's no respect now. Yet, no. Oh, there is no it's, respect. That's the biggest problem. It's not it's taught, cause the kids. It's because the kids get away with it. But also it's because I think how soft our generation is. And like, again, back to martial arts. Like, If, if you're teaching boxing and you're being humbled every day and you mm. know that you can get beat up easy, but you can defend yourself if needs be. Like it, Ever since I started boxing, I have felt much safer. Yeah. Like if I'm any, I could be on my own at three in the morning somewhere. I feel a lot more comfortable. Yeah, because you know how to carry yourself. Compared to if I'd never, you know, if I'd never done it. And I think that is, is so important. And it, it could be huge. Like there's that um, Gloves Up, Knives Down I was just about to say that, campaign. Yeah. Um, and it, it looks like it's going all right. But if, if that actually became a thing and they could get affiliated with schools, um, well, like, it, with, it could really help. Within all that, the British Boxing Board of Control, like, obviously I know you've got like Eddie Herman's on, um, was it this morning, I think, the other week or something. Oh, and is he? I think it was. I think it was this morning, or it was some news channel when he was saying about you need more community centres and stuff like that. It, he's in. He's in the place where he could get gloves up, knife, knife stand on, onto something with him. But they don't. They won't. They won't. They won't do it. They want to act like they're helping, but they're not. Mm -hmm. And the local areas and stuff, obviously, where there's more houses being built. But there's no. There's there's no more community centres or gyms being built for these kids to go to, mm -hmm. and they're easily led, easily influenced. Like even some even some of the kids in my gym, they're easy, they're very easily influenced and they're good oh, kids. But I still am now. Like my missus will say, I'll go from not drinking for months and I'll have one mate come down I've not seen in a yeah. while and then you, you know, you have a You start crazy. a whole trend, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do think like like you said there, you're spot on. Like the amount of the now they've taken away all the community centres and when you're let's say 12 to 18 it's the most important years of your life and it where can up. you go what can you do what drink in a park yeah that's fine but then how many people are now carrying knives how many exactly. people are then the, the, the thing is as well it's like what what the older generation don't realize is that, that they're so set in their ways as well but they was young once mm. and the younger generation now are the future like and if if you've taken away everything from them they're not going to know no different and then in the future, it's just going to keep getting worse and worse. And then you've got all these like gangs nowadays and like they influence kids. And like, even though like, yeah, we're like, we can be quite easy going and like easily set kids, obviously they don't know no different. And it's just like, oh, you do this. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. And then they grow up thinking that's normal. Mm -hmm. And then before you know it, you've got a whole generation of people that are doing something completely wrong because they think it's completely right. And exactly. then it's just, it's just like, the government and everyone just need to sort of get their heads around it that what they're doing is completely opposite of what they need to be doing mm -hmm. but like my my uh second cousin is quite high up in uh the police uh in my hometown but you know that he says that you'll you'll nick someone for having a foot long knife or rambo whatever you want to call it you know but like you know you got kids with these knives they they're out the next day and yeah. it's just a slap on the wrist and then you have people that are maybe on like the the watch list or whatever they've got going on but they're then going committing crimes, killing people, stabbing people. And it's it's just a matter of when and, you know, it's not why or... I just think overall it's um, it's getting bad. And like the, all the knife crime from London now, all the people that have been penalised, gone in the system, they're being sent out of London. That's so these, what these with... people are coming to Essex, to yeah. Kent, to, to all these areas 
where they know no different and it's not their fault they don't know any different you know it's their life it's that you're a product of your environment so anyway you said you were coaching some into uh interviewers influencers as well is yeah that yeah um so i, I coach one influencer uh megan ferrari she was on um t she was on um teenage mums quite a few years ago she was on that for like four or five seasons or something oh wow what is that on a, an english program yeah it's on um mtv i think it was on mtv something like that yeah, yeah. but um yeah, I coach, I coach her. She was she was meant to fight on um, do you know, like Martin Ford versus that like, Iranian Hulk. It was like a bit. It was like a sh little while Celebrity ago. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, they offered her to fight on it, but everyone the, the offer they gave her was insulting. Really, the woman's got like three hundred thousand followers. Uh, she put the work in. She was in with me like five days a week. Any time that I gave her, she was there working hard. Like I know I said in the last podcast about influencers and stuff, but she was one that was putting it on the map for how good they can be. Mm -hmm. And, and then, um, quickly say, because people might have not heard that, so you were saying as well, they work like 12 hours a day on, on all sorts as well, Yeah, right? yeah, but she, like, she, like she has her own, she has her own um, eyelash uh, salon or whatever. Uh, she's got two, two, two kids, she raised them by herself. And um, yeah, she was, she was putting the graft in and then she was coming to me and then going back to work and stuff. But, um, so I was impressed with how well she was handling in the situation about the pressure of obviously she was going to fight, but the offer they gave her was... It, it was not worth it, it was insulting she told me what it was and it was ridiculous that but, um, sucks or is it just like a dinner out in london or something no it, it was a bit i don't know much i can say but it was a, yeah. it was a bit of money but yeah. no like it was it was shocking shocking with yeah. what, what they what they could offer for someone of her sort of status with the followers and all that it was nowhere near good enough for how hard she was training as well yeah fair play to her for yeah. raising two kids by herself running her own business yeah. and training five days a week exactly. for a fight that she had in there. That's, that's impressive. It was hard training. Like Charlie told you, Makeda told you, it, I don't ease off on anybody. It's hard work. And mm. she was there. She she every, she was there early some days and I was getting there and she was already waiting outside. She, she was eager to do it. So it was a bit disappointing really. Mm. But uh, like, I'm, I hope she comes back into it because she's had like, a week or two off. I hope she comes back and then wants to fight or whatever. And we can get her on some influence a show or something, and she'll just be taking heads off, really. Yeah. So my mate Kwame, uh, that boxer Miami with, he's on. He was on. Uh, I don't want to get this wrong. Um, BBC Three, Love in the Flesh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he he was on that, and I, I keep hearing it on the radio or whenever it's advertised. But he's got a fight coming up. He's a great boxer. Uh, he had the best fight out there, um, in my opinion. But he's got a fight coming up uh, in the O2 like a celebrity fight yeah. in September. So I'm going to go to that. That's, that sounds pretty good. And the best part is... Is that an Indigo? Is that actually in the O2 bit? I think it's in the actual O2, yeah. Bloody hell. Yeah, but um, from what I understand, like, you know, so Kwame's not... It's not like he's come to boxing after being on, like, a reality TV yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's actually a boxer yeah. that is sick, that's been around it. Like, his best mate's Isaac Chamberlain, who's, you know... He's a very good boxer Really himself. good cruiserweight and... Um, yeah, he's around a really good gym, good mm. coach. So I'm excited to see that. Like you've actually got high-profile people that are, you know coming out now, which can box. Yeah. So that's uh, I'm excited. There, there, there's a lot of uh, good matchmaking, but also you've always got the side of it. You can have a guy dedicate his whole life to boxing, but because he can't sell tickets, we hear it time to time. Mikey yeah. McKinson, come on, like he didn't earn a penny from his first ten pro fights. Didn't earn a penny. And um, you get all these people, they're trying to sell tickets. If you don't sell enough, you can't even do that many rounds. Let's say mm. you're doing an eight-rounder, but you only sell 50 tickets. You're only going to do a four-rounder. And like it's it's so tough when um, when that's in your mind on top of trying to make it as a professional. So, um, again, even with celebrity influence, even though it sucks for those pros, like it's you said... A, it's still a good thing for the sport. Yeah, yeah it is. But, Everyone's um, got their own their own obstacles. Yeah. And but I know, we had, I know we just had Ernie on the phone. Um, he, that boy does like three, four hundred tickets. The, wow. his, his debut, bear in mind he hadn't fought for however long and it was at the um, Circus Tavern in Perfleet near us and he lives in like Sidcock. Mm -hmm. So he comes a long way to train every day. Like the dad comes and trains me, blah, blah, blah. He brought, I think, I think he'd done 200 tickets in the first two days. That's and then they, 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 I, I think they, I might get this wrong, but I don't think the promoter could give him more because he would have sold, he would have sold the venue out. And the second fight at the York Hall, I think he's done 200 tickets. And he's, he's done 70 more within the last week. So the boy does tickets. Mm -hmm. It's just obviously he's now, he's, he's now got to get someone like Eddie Hearn or someone to come along and think, oh, you know what, this boy's good. Mm -hmm. He's the next 
biggest fighter in Britain, and I will say but that. Did you say it's his first fight, right? It's the second fight. Second, he's the first yeah. fight was two hundred. Yeah. And the second fight, I think he's already done like two fifty or something. But um, I reckon give it till he's probably tenth fight. Yeah. He'll be doing. He'll be doing. He'll be doing thousands, and I, I, I guarantee you. Why is he thousands. such a big ticket seller? I've not, I've not met the guy. So. Um. Well, it won because obviously he's a very very good boxer. Obviously mm. the dad's well known. He's well known. Um, obviously within where they come from like the family background and stuff uh, like there's, they've got a big family um, so they've got family like Kent Sid Cup stuff mm. like that I know it's in Kent but big... what, what about his personality as well oh he's a laugh in the gym he'll, yeah. he'll crack jokes he'll bully you but it's all love at the end of the day mm. and it's he helped, yeah like I said in the last one he helped he invited me into the camp of his dad and like they're, they're getting there 30, 30 minutes an hour early from a two hour drive already just to help me like and I'm, I'm not just saying this as a biased opinion. I do honestly think that boy will then will go on to much more than British level. Like I'll happily say now on this podcast, I will bet five grand with anybody within the next two years he'll have a British title under his belt. Southern area British, I don't care. He's, he's next fight at the York Hall, July the 1st on a Friday. He's fighting someone, Chris Eubank Jr. took him to points. Nick Blackwell took him to points. Um, and the last, his last three fights, he's fought European and like world, like world title challenging fighters. It's a big step up there. Yeah, and yeah. Like, so Ernie's gone already. He's going to stop. It. Ernie said he's going to stop him. He's got that personality, that persona where he, if he he knows he's going to do it. And I, God's on his truth. I think in the next five years you'll see him in in these shows in like um, Vegas and that big hall shows. Yeah, yeah. big big and, shows. And um, well, how old is he? Like, is he? Mid twenties, uh -huh. so he's got a long. He's still got a long way to go. Obviously, don't get it wrong. He's still only just developing into the pro still. But well, I know he had a, amateur he had pedigree. Sixteen amateur fights, I think he had, and I think he won fourteen. Uh, ABA final, I believe, and got robbed. And that that's a well known fact within the community of okay. the amateurs that he got robbed. Again, that happens. I'd um, say fifty percent of yeah. like, finals you feel robbed. But or uh, obviously, Ernie Rutherford Senior, he's 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 coach. He's been around the block. Like everyone, everyone should know him. He's he's had well. He's he's trained with world champions. He's taken journeyman up the ranks to British title level, and he's had journeyman win British titles. So, it's, he's got a very good team around him. Yeah. He's got a good gym. I'm just happy to be there, to sort of be on the journey and watch how how well he's progressing. And he's 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 one of the people where he'll do a workout and he'll go, oh, let's, let's have a few rounds sparring and stuff. And he's he's more than happy to help you out with that. So. Yeah, I mean, unbiased. Obviously, it's a bit biased, but I'm trying not to be. But I've I've put money on it. Two years' mm -hmm. time, that boy will have a British title. In five years' time, he'll be fighting at world level easily. Anyone out there want to take him up on the offer? Then, five. Uh, this I'll put five grand on the table now. I I will happily say that two years, he'll have a southern area and a British. God's honest truth. And uh, Charlie, back to yourself. So obviously, you've been training for two months. Yep. What what progression have you had already? Because I, I remember my first box session, I couldn't even throw a punch on the bag. I, I, like you're seeing everyone in the in the gym, like hitting a bag, and they make it look so easy, and you're like, "What do you do then? Like, yeah. how are you now with the progression?" Well, I feel like obviously I've still got still got ways to go, but I feel like I've got s such a better technique. I actually know how to throw a proper punch. Like obviously with the jujitsu, it was more self defense. So it's sort of like blocking and it's not really throwing punches it's mm. sort of like unless you're on the floor it's just sort of like a quick jab but with with like boxing it's like obviously like stepping in like i i, I did struggle quite a bit with the with the hooks like because i weren't with my feet like my feet work like i had a bit like stiff legs and mm. transferring that weight nice and yeah not yeah. letting your arm i'm guessing you were trying to punch with your arm and well, not using your core yeah that's it like i was just coming around like i was like trying to swing it around and he's like no come in like and i'm, I'm like Hey, like yeah, we did have an instant the other day though. I was trying. When was it? The Monday. I was trying Monday, yeah. <laughs> and then <laughs> I, I, I had him on the bag. I, I was doing some pads with him. And I said, like, get on the bag. Let me watch how you move around doing like the drills you normally do and stuff. And then um, there's a little like little bump in the mat. And he as he's he's gone one two. I've gone like step round, get create the angle for some of like a tight guard. You're gonna step round and throw it. And he's gone one two. And as he stepped, the left leg's gone, oh, but no. the right leg's been on the bump. And as soon as his ankle go like that, oh. and it's one of them ones where I've I've, I've sort of cringed cringe. like watching it. And then he, he carried the, the lad carried on for another two rounds. But I was like, mate, that was go on. Yeah, yeah. Like, did it swell? Yeah, it's it's sort of like all, all, all my foot is black now. He cancelled on the like Wednesday. Bruised. I had to. I couldn't do the Wednesday because I was hopping. Like, did you ice it straight away? Yeah, as soon as I got home, I put ice on it. But that's good. It's it's as I move around, I felt I felt 
the lip and my leg just went and I was like but it sort of it was sort of like that went like that and I just caught it because I yeah. felt like if I'd let it go it would have it would have snapped you would have done a Conor McGregor he oh. stole it up well though to be fair to him yeah he, he I was trying to laugh it off he didn't realise like, I see it and so I started sort of laughing but obviously I did I was, I was caring but yeah. it was more of I didn't know how to react yeah, it happened and I was sort of like yeah I'll be fine yeah. I was like, <laughs> as he's limping about punching on but one leg like the majority of injuries in boxing are in training to mm. yourself like, I do say when you go time. even at a pro level when you go into a fight if you haven't if you're not carrying at least one injury into the fight you haven't trained hard enough Usually the case. It's, it's always, everyone's no always one goes in fresh, yeah. Nah. Yeah, no one goes in but fresh. But then you sort of also, like, you need to make them mistakes to realise where you went wrong. Obviously, mm. I didn't predict that the lip was going to be there, but... Hey, <laughs> yeah. sort of, I'm is. happy to say we have, we have sort of that problem now. The, the mat is now level again. <laughs> yeah, nice. I reckon you did it on purpose, mate. Yeah, he just, just, just wanted to see I me wanted stack it, I wanted it today, Wednesday, you know what I mean? Oh, well, I'd say, like, even with me, I boxed with a... Uh, I had a I don't know if it was broken or fractured, but my thumb knuckle, I landed a hook. And as I come round, he'd, he'd ducked and it caught my thumb. And as you know, with a boxing glove, the, the thumb bit's obviously a bit yeah. loose. And at that point, I think I'd only wrapped around the thumb once. So it was oh. fairly loose. And um, I had a fight like three weeks later in Cardiff and I couldn't use my left hand at all. It swollen up and um, told my coach about it. And um, it was all right. I still wanted to, because I, I was so far in, I really wanted to box this guy. He was undefeated. It was in Cardiff in his home show. Um, and yeah, like he left me waiting. I remember all of it. He left me waiting in the ring for like five minutes. Oh. I had my walk in and he come out late and like all the balcony around the ring, everyone's looking down on you. Yeah, yeah. So it's like the, yeah. Um, and I remember that fight with him in the first round, I landed my first left hand and I was like, oh, my thumb. And like, obviously you say in, in amateurs, you can't, you have your hand wraps, that's it. You can't put tape on it. You can't have any extra support. So from the first round, like my, my left hand was gone mm. and, I still threw it and I won, but um, boxing with that injury now, I still have problems with grip sometimes and injuries so bad. So like, like you said with your ankle, like if you carry, if you went in on that Wednesday, you could have a busted ankle for years without even realizing just from like. Oh yeah, I real, I realized it was bad, like when I like the first day. Obviously, I put ice on it to bring like all the bruising out, and then by the Wednesday the whole side of my foot was just bruised and I could see it and I, I was struck because I wear I have to wear boots at work I was struggling to put the boots on and everything I was like like and everyone's going you're right and I'm sitting I'm like yeah fine yeah uh -huh. fine and then like but the boots are quite good for like the ankle support so yeah. I, was, like, I was happy with that but it was then like taking them off at the end of the day I was dreading that so I had to like undo all the laces and then just slowly lift my foot out but obviously I know obviously my foot workout isn't amazing I'm still working on that but Obviously, I've just we've had got better to... days. Yeah, say that. we've had better no days. No one's finished article. Well, at the end of the day, you got, as I said, you got to have the, the bad days to to get to the good ones. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. Tell us, tell us more. But I know when we spoke on the phone, you said you had quite a few amateur fights. Yes. I've not had. Yeah, I've not. I've not had as many as I'd like to have had. How um, many do you have? I've had eight. Yeah. Um. So my amateur background, I've had. Obviously, I told you on the phone, way more pullouts than I had amateur fights. But I first boxed. Um in 20 2012 2011 or something um went there just for fitness and um i was playing football at the time i just wanted to be a bit fitter got the bug first session loved it you know like especially when i saw it as a challenge like you said the unknown of going to the gym it was daunting once i'd gone that first time and i knew how bad i was i couldn't skip you know i'm jumping like a elephant you know yeah, everything. Yeah. and you, you know you got to go through those things and going through all those motions that day seeing how bad i was in every way it, it really motivated me to want to go back and just do good and be better yeah and my friends that i started with dropped off they didn't like being punched in the face but um after literally three weeks of going my uh, coach was like oh do you want to jap a lovely guy nepalese gurkha um i boxed at mason gurkhas uh, and he was just like um asked me to fight i won't do his voice again that was terrible no, I can't. <laughs> but anyway yeah he was just like do you want to fight and um it was in like, my hometown had like p had all my teachers turn up had like all my mates in there and uh, How old was you at this um year 11 and i'm the i was the youngest I was like 15 16. So 15 yeah. 16 yeah um and yeah got in the ring well i overtrained that first fight um the week of the fight I was running like eight miles the next day i was doing like yeah, train yeah. and uh, oh, fully overtrained, thinking it was the right thing to do for the fight yeah yeah reality is i you gotta do the short distances, isn't it? Mm -hmm. 
So um, got in that fight, lost on a split, had that adrenaline though, and um, I loved it. Even, even just the support, I think I sold easy, more than 50 tickets, yeah, like yeah. maybe 100, I don't know. Um, and it, everyone was like, screaming. I loved it anyway. That adrenaline um, was chasing that. Uh, but after that, I went to uni and had all my other fights here um, in Portsmouth. So, How long have you been in Portsmouth for then? Um, so I started uni 2014 um and then finished 2017 and then i went to uh, australia for three years but um then i come back obviously um but my coach james connor he was brilliant he had john francois a guy that was in the commonwealth games um he's he's been about he he boxed pat mccormack um got knocked out but he was actually boxing brilliantly yeah great talent um john's like he's a stuntman now and i don't know if you know much about stuntmen but like you've got to be a special breed. Yeah, you, you yeah, could yeah. do everything. You got to be really fit. You got so um, he was a good boxer. They had a good stable. Joined Jim O One, um, and then yeah, got all my experience there. Really had had a really good group of lads. I've got a couple on tomorrow. Yeah, um, on the podcast and such a good team of boys. Like everyone different weights and just on a Saturday morning, for example, your training week. On a Saturday morning, you go do sprints. And then after that, you've got Sundays the rest. So you've got the whole weekend after Yeah, that. yeah. So you wake up Saturday morning, it's, I don't know what, 6 a.m. or whatever, get ready, jog down, do your sprints. And the feeling you have just from having that hard session, mm. you feel great it all It takes you through the weekend, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. And like you said about mental health, that at uni was so big for me because uh, like anyone at uni, like, I'm, not, I'm not afraid to say it. Like you do miss your family. You are going through your own problems and... You know, I, w- I was drinking loads in my first year, you know, up to no good. And I didn't, I didn't go to uni for like a couple of months where I was just out all the time, you know, just living the uni life. Um, and at the time it was good, but it plays on your mental health. And for that reason, like, you know, I stopped. You know, I can't go out like, a, like I used to and I've got to put that first. So training for me and having boxing at uni, that really saved me from going down a complete other route. Um, but yeah, for me, like amateur boxing, I've always been around it. I've helped coach um, and personal train as well in Australia. Um, finally started hitting the gym with weights and things the last couple of years properly. And I love that. So it's so like just for injury prevention, like we were talking about earlier, you always injure yourself. Weights are so important. Mm. And if you do it properly, as long as boxing is the main focus, if you can do a basic, you know, a resistance training program where you can just increase the strength and like make yourself more durable um you you feel better you feel stronger and uh, i've been going down that route really just trying out trial and error try different diets try different everything so yeah you got any more questions not for the time being <laughs> i'll think of some more so um let's talk about obviously so you're coaching how do you manage on fight day all of your people going into nerves and things because that's such a huge part i'll be honest with you the, so the first the first fight um, I had some. I had one of my fighters, Cole Burnham. He's ret- he's retired now, but he was a great fighter, uh, Tom Barker. Um, I was, I think I was more nervous than them because obviously the whole lead up. Obviously, we, I was in camp training and pad work, sprints, hill sprints, blah blah blah, all, all that you know, usual stuff. And he got to that, and then someone turned around to me. I think it was even my dad, and I said, like, he, he said, whatever happens here, this is like the start of your coaching journey on the stuff. Like, this is what people are going to remember. Mm-hmm. I was like, fuck it, now, and I, I was. They both got a win now, sort of thing. But um, Cole was Cole was in like a great fight, like a proper like war, like um, lost but great fight. Um, That's Tom, all you can ask for, really. Yeah, I was I, I was more. There was no um, what's I'm looking for. There was no um, regret in him losing from himself because he knew he knew he'd, he'd done enough to probably get a draw. I'm not gonna, I'm not saying like oh yeah. The geezer in the last round, I'll send you the video. You can put it up here or whatever. It was like 26 unresponded right hooks. Like the geezer was out on his feet and Cole was just battering him. But it is what it is. Um, Did he lose the other rounds though? He lost the first two. He got a standing count in the first and the second. Mm-hmm. And then the last one. But look, realistically, the last one, I was like, now I'm going to say that because he's my fighter. I've got to defend my fighter. But it should have, it should have been stopped as it was. Mm-hmm. Like, because the geezer's out on his feet and I'm thinking, give it 10 more seconds, Cole would have knocked him out, like, clean. Again, amateur boxing, the ref would have jumped in. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then Tom, great war. Like, f- another fantastic fight. He drew. We tried to get the rematch and unfortunately the geezer had some private stuff going on. Um, yeah, that, that the first fight, obviously, I'd done with him. 
obviously I was nervous, but I was getting them warmed up. I was mm -hmm. making sure that they didn't see that I was feeling it more than them. Mm -hmm. And I think it paid off a little bit. And then obviously the second fight is when I had Mikhail and I had Tom. Obviously I was fighting myself. So for Michaela, unfortunately, was I was you fighting yourself that on night the same as well night. as coaching? Yeah. So I had Michaela, then I had it's me, a lot to take on. then I had Tom. And obviously, unfortunately, when Michaela was on just before me, I couldn't do the corner. But um, obviously, the next fight, I'll be able to do it. Um, and then it was me, then I had Tom. But it, between me and Tom, I think there was something like 10 or 11 fights. Mm -hmm. So obviously, I was, I was making sure he was all right, he was nice and relaxed. I was just talking about both our fights. Like, Mylon Michaela was making sure that he was in the zone, but he wasn't thinking of his own fight. And then, yeah, he went out, um, fought someone, he had like five or six fights, fought, trained at a Peacock's gym. Obviously, everyone knows Peacock's gym is a fantastic gym. Um, hadn't been dropped, hadn't been stopped. And yeah, Tom knocked him out second round. Nice. So, it, yeah, it was, a, it was a good day all round, really, to be fair. Solid. Yeah, my, uh, my coach on fight day is always cracking jokes. Like, even the day before in Miami, we were all playing football. Like, obviously, you're out there, you've got a big event going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. And, like, everyone's just having a good laugh. And having that bit of banter, mm. like, even on the day, I remember I boxed the guy Mubanga on the day. And before he even got there and we'd weighed in, my coach was like, just, you know, he's just got out of prison, you know. He's, yeah, he's that killed, so, yeah, yeah, that old Yeah, yeah you yeah. know. It. But, like, those little jokes when you're new as well, it's hilarious. So having that light-hearted training room and change room and everything it's like tyson fury yeah he's he's trying yeah it's ridiculous yes like obviously like the, the um the prayer before the fight and all that but he has like the singing the dancing the tunes he has every single family member in there but that's what it should be like but um i also got i got my dad fighting um august 6th i'm looking forward to that one because obviously that's going to be a bit different like, is it evenly matched Yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, so obviously, I said in the last podcast about the incident, but um, yeah, no, my, so my dad's 50 now, and the geezer that we're trying to get, one of them's 46, and I think the other one's 48. So they're both they're both near enough the same experience, so we're trying to get a good match. Is that kickboxing? K1, yeah. K1. So it's like one knee in the clinch or leg kicks, stuff like that. But um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that one, because obviously it's the son coaching the dad, so the dressing room's probably going to be, everyone's going to be a bit surprised when it's mm -hmm. like, oh, who's your coach? And then it's like, yeah, it's me. But <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be good. That'll be good. How's his training going? It's going, it's going good. He's, he's we've just sort of, obviously, where he's a little bit older than obviously everyone else doing it, being 50, we've had to sort of start earlier than like six or seven weeks. We started mm -hmm. a few weeks ago, but um, we've just been focusing on like, I'm not going to say, cause might, people might watch it or whatever. We're working on different combos, different stuff. Mm -hmm. So um, it's looking good. But the, the geezer does tickets as well. He does. He's done seven ringside tables already. Seven uh, whole tables. Seven whole tables. I think it's ten. She's done seventy tickets. Yeah. And like we 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 we're waiting for more sort of thing because mm -hmm. it's just ridiculous. But um, yeah, I, I think again I'm gonna say it publicly, Bias. and yeah, I don't yeah. care. I'm not even biased. Everyone in the gym has said it. I think he's going. I think he's going to knock this guy's out. And I, I, honestly, I think he will. Mm -hmm. But that's no, it's good. And I'll also, the older that. you get, like you said, um, oh, you got to train smarter. And that's, yeah. that's the main thing. So I'm sure if he knows his body well, which I'm sure he does by yeah. now, um, that's going to work to his benefit. Like even fighters that come to end their career, look at Golovkin. that's 40 now. If you train correctly, like you can yeah. get the best out of yourself. But still. it's it's good for me as a coach, obviously having like so like Tom. Michaela, obviously, well, Michaela's a bit older than all of them put together. Um, <laughs> but no, it's good. It's good because I've got to sort of change my training routines to suit the fighters. Obviously, people boxing, people doing K1, people throwing elbows and tie boxing and stuff. So, I know you said before, like, how do I deal with it? But it's just sort of like, it's the experience that comes along with doing it yourself mm -hmm. that I sort of I can change it up a little bit. So, it's, it's good. I'm looking forward to um, like the rest of the year having a few more fighters out on shows. Obviously, Michaela, hopefully, for the southern area. Or the British, and then like my dad, just steaming three people really. Brilliant. <laughs> and current boxing knowledge I want to talk about. Welterweights. How do you feel about Errol Spence, Terence Crawford? They're close to signing after five, six years. Uh, what's your view on that? Who wins? Who who's better? Like uh, it's been a long time coming. I think it's got to be Crawford, you know, because he's been the more active. He's he's got the he's got the he's got the better resume overall. If you look at it, like pound for pound. It's a fight everyone wants to see, and I think it's a fight that will live up to the hype. I know you get a lot of the fights where it's like, I know that was shit, but it's been built up for like three years. But I think Crawford will do it, and I think it's, I'm going to call it, I think he's probably going to stop him. Yeah. I think it's going to be too much. I think it'll be too, it'll be too knowledgeable, too, he's, he's been around the block a lot. Do you know mm -hmm. what I mean? He's been at that high level for so long, 
he hasn't had he hasn't had the hiatus. He hasn't gone away for a year or like like Spence with or the car crash, the car or anything like that. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. um, but obviously he come back after the car crash. Was it against Garcia his first so, fight? Yeah, yeah, I think it was, but he hasn't been tested against a pound for pound like one of the best fighters in the world. So, is he going to be the same after the car crash when he fights someone big, like someone like a good fighter? You know, you don't know. He might. It's it's one of the things. It might have got to him, might not. Mm-hmm. And do you know much about the welterweights? Or um, I'll be honest, my boxing knowledge isn't great. The last fight I watched was uh, the Fury one. What do you think of that? It was quite boring. <laughs> 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 we, we we had all the hype. Like yeah. I went with a few of my mates, and we went to like Canary Wolf to watch it, and it was like, oh yeah, this is going to be a brilliant fight. And then it's boring for about three like, three it rounds. Was, wasn't uh, it? what was it white versus fury, fury. yeah and obviously I, I like both I, I did like both fighters but i'll cut like white being from london obviously london london born and bred like kind of wanted him to sort of feel like he wanted it a bit more but it was just i was watching it and i was just like that the fight before this was better mm-hmm. like yeah. this is to be fair though the fight before that was fantastic was I, I, what was it what was it ball was it ball versus um that was a crazy fight. Yeah, that that was so much better. That's when that's when he come off the rope and he hits him over mm-hmm. the yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the, the fury one. I will uh, tell you what, the mm-hmm. fight before that though, I think, or was it the fight after Echo that? Or Eka. That was that was terrible, wasn't it? That was a terrible fight. Yeah, but also we we were talking about this before. Um, the undercard anyway that was booked. Frank spent all his money on. Yeah, Fight yeah, fury. yeah. Everyone knew the undercard so, was going to be a bit shy. And when you look at Frank's fighters, it come through. I don't know if you did listen to what we said but anti yard's not boxing for like pretty much a year yard could have been on there against anyone and mm. yard would have done look would have looked good do you um, rate anthony yard be honest uh in what sense i think he's a great fighter but i don't think he's world level do you think do, do you think he sort of he thinks he's at that level like i know you meant to obviously pro boxing or yeah i'm the best but i feel like whenever you watch him he really does actually think He's up there and it's been shown that he's not. He's got skill and he's got a lot of talent where if he took his ego away for a bit yeah, if and it, actually I think... dug deep and actually I, I don't rate his coach in a sense. No, of that's what I was going to he's all about, so I don't know if you know much about his coach. So. He doesn't do the sparring or nothing, does he? Yeah, he, well, he does. Yard actually says he does do some sparring. Uh, he did come out saying that. But um, there's a lot about positive affirmations. And regardless of... Right, mindset's huge. We had a mindset coach on Rob, he was brilliant, but that's huge, big part of it. But you still need the skills and you still need the mindset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was yeah, really good. Um definitely listen to that if Yeah, that's a good that is a good one. I would listen to that. Um but yeah, the the mindset, of course it's a big part, but Yard needs to get out. He needs like for example, Josh Boatzi. He's gone Mm. to America. He's with Virgil Hunter, who's a great coach. He's moved away from all of his comforts. He's out there. He's in the unknown. He's he's sparring good guys. He's 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 took on the challenge to become mm. world champion. He's, he's doing. He's gone down that road where he's he's entering the unknown. You know, he's doing a lot of good training. But with Yard, he, he's around a load of yes men, shouting yeah. lions. You know, like it's, you don't need that when you. It's it's been shown many times. It, it, we all know he's not that level yet. I'm not saying he's not going to get there. I, he I, could I, honestly, get there. I think he will. You think he could, and I think he will. But the bit like you said, the biggest aspect is. The coaching and that, and for the who did he fight for the world title in um, Kovalev in Russia? That, he, apparently, he didn't do any sparring for that fight. It was just hard yeah. rounds. That that, and then he had that one good round where yeah, everyone and said, everyone was like, "Oh my god, he's going to knock him out!" But oh, I'm don't get me wrong, right? I'm an unlicensed coach. I'm, I'm not, I haven't got any pro boxing. Everyone has an opinion. Every every single person in the world of boxing knows if you're going to fight for world title in someone's home country or whatever, surely you're going to do more than a round of sparring. Is that not, yeah, surely that's an obvious thing that we all know. I don't know what the thing was there that he was thinking as a coach, but I but, think any other coach in the world would say, you, you've got to do sparring, especially for a world title fight of that magnitude against such also, a great fighter. It's obviously for their sake as their camp, it's obviously worked for them leading up to it. Yeah. So before that loss, if he, let's say he did get the win, everyone would be saying, fair play. You don't yeah, need... I don't spar so, enough. Yeah. So in that sense, it's obviously had a lot of, um, a lot of good, good um outgoings but my mate uh joe was training in his gym for a while and he was just saying like it's, it's crazy when you see him up close like he is really good he's he's quick like he's got a lot of good attributes to be world champion mm. 
but in my mind he needs to he needs to branch out he needs to enter the unknown and go down that way but currently light heavyweights booming because of canelo stepping up you just had better Biev, um get that a good a knockout great, that was a great knockout great fight um, joe you know i i think he's the only he's the only person to get to a, a world title and he with um all knockouts i think i've heard that the other day really i think so yeah so, I, think, I might be incorrect i might like i think like mike tyson might have done it but i think it's something like, like he's the first person at that weight or whatever to get probably yeah so i think before because the fight before that like, he got like, a 10th round knockout wasn't it and i think before that i don't think he'd gone past two rounds and he's just knocking people out mm. on their feet yeah his training so there's a video i don't even know if, i don't know if we can put it on here because of copyright but there's this one thing where he's just like strengthening his wrists so for example oh, and he's doing all that yeah. yeah so he's like he's doing push-ups and he's like landing on mm. his wrists in different ways and his, his hands and crazy training but his his technique and everything he does it's so prestigious it's like the the russians the way they build yeah. their fighters with the foundations and everything they're 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 so well built and but, obviously they're dominating the light heavyweights yeah. right now you've got two russians with all the belts like we we were talking about it, like me and both ernie's like ernie jr and senior we was all talking about it yesterday funny enough and he said, whenever you watch him, it just, it doesn't look like he's that good of a boxer. Without, I know it sounds silly because he's got a like, world titles, he's got to have any knockouts and that. But when you look at him, you sort, you sort of look at him, line up the shots or he's coming forward with his hands like that. And you're sort of thinking, he doesn't look, he doesn't look like, a, do you know what I mean? Mm. He doesn't look at that sort of level, but obviously, obviously he is. But it's, just, it's funny seeing some of the techniques, that obviously the different fighters from different countries come up with but he just we all sort of said when you look at him it doesn't look like he's going to be as good as he actually is mm -hmm. so it's, it's interesting to obviously i'd like to take a look into their camp properly to see what they actually like do because there's obviously some very Every week you get a shot in the ass there's obviously some very <laughs> yeah there's always some very good strength and conditioning coaches in that camp for him to get that many knockouts yeah well I, I obviously i don't want to talk about steroids and stuff because yeah like everyone says canelo's the best he's been busted so well the whole camp has been busted yeah that's yeah. the thing and obviously eddie reynoso's got a good camp and he had canelo from the start mm. but you just you can't rely even ingle jim ingle yeah. jim you know like the amount of stuff going on in there in the past like it takes the credibility away also i, I think everyone knows i, I think if, if you think it doesn't happen i think you're deluded deluded yeah we all know that there's there's drugs in boxing everyone knows that but you get a good enough nutritionist and any nutritionist will tell you or if you if you get a good enough one you can hide it by taking other stuff and other and obviously don't get wrong you get then get on to like having 20 pills a day or whatever but you can hide it and it's it's like joshua for example like usain bolt when he won the 100 meters you, but because they're big ticket sellers you think they're not going to get you think they're not going to get busted down the line look at canelo he didn't all right with him now I think I would confidently say if he got busted now, mm -hmm. I don't think it would come out because he's such a big ticket seller, it would put boxing down the pan and lose all respect. I think the Usain Bolt probably got busted. I think Joshua probably got I think a lot of these fighters and these like world athletes, ticket sellers, gatekeepers get busted, but it's forgotten about because otherwise there's no sport. Imagine Usain Bolt without the hundred metres mm -hmm. or Joshua without So Joshua. did Usain Bolt take PEDs? No, but I'm I'm saying I, I think he probably did. Really? I, might, I might be completely wrong, but it's a, I just it's a, think he's a freak. It's, it's a, it, don't get me wrong, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very strong opinion. Yeah. But I think a lot of people have the opinion, but obviously they're not going to say it because it does sound like, silly. If someone's at the best of their sport, straight away saying, oh, steroids. Yeah, yeah it's... don't get me wrong, it is a very easy thing to accuse. Uh -huh. But I feel like if you, like, imagine, imagine 100 metres without Usain Bolt. Like it wouldn't be I don't think it'd be as big as it is but the amount of sprinters out of Jamaica it was a matter of time like if it wasn't him Johan Blake yeah was you know point one behind but him I, anyway I, I think I think obviously we all know how corrupt sport can be mm. and I feel like with enough money and enough sponsors behind you I think you can get away with a lot of stuff and I think yeah. a lot I'm not saying don't you, I'm not saying you saying Bolt or Joshua are drug trees I'm not I don't want him to come down and try and beat me up but <laughs> I'm saying I'm saying did you see the video of AJ in the hall oh that's silly ain't it so, with the university yeah students. so <laughs> Did you see that? Uh, what, where he's getting all like aggravated. So they're shouting out like yeah. shouting yeah. out Dossa about fury now, aren't yeah. they? And yeah, he went up to him and started. I see it briefly, and I was just like, oh god. But I'm not saying they are, <laughs> I'm not saying they are drug cheats, but I yeah. think if it come out in ten years' time, I don't think many people would be surprised because the like that big baby Miller, all right, he got busted, but he's not a ticket seller, is he? Do you know what I mean? Imagine like. Canelo now, I don't think he'd get busted for what he did back then because he's so much more of a bigger name now. Mm -hmm. I think it would... But the, the, the testing is really strict. And yeah. AJ is one of the most tested um, boxers, 
period. But he's got enough money behind him and enough nutritionists to possibly hide. Again, I think he's just got really good genetics. Yeah, I think AJ. He he's just always been built like that. I think especially. Um, yeah, I think just good genetics really. Um, the only thing that is sus about him that you could say once he got the gold in 2012, he didn't go pro straight away. He had that one period, ten years ago, where I think he had like a year out maybe till he signed with Eddie yeah. or something. So that's the only time you could pin suspicion. But since then, he's openly tested all the time. And unless you've got some kind of drug that no one else has that's not that goes under the radar, um, I just think he's he is just naturally gifted. Some guys have it, but also I think Fury's more gifted because of his body shape. Yeah, yeah he's, he's not yeah. ripped. But to be that big and to have and that endurance like that. and to, to move like that, that is the biggest gift. Like, you well, see that's that the thing as well. Like, uh, muscles are just, uh, everyone's got them, but there's obviously you've got layers of fat over it. So, like, whether you can see how defined it is, it, like, it, it don't really matter. Like, I think psychologically, mm. overall, I, I think psychologically, maybe not with the pros, but with like, unlicensed or amateurs, I don't think you could probably relate to this a little bit from like your days. I think if you get in there with someone that they're ripped, it's one, it shows that it's, they've put in the work, but two, it is almost like a, it's a psychological factor. Like if I, if I'm fighting you and you're getting in there absolutely ripped, I'm going to think, oh, this guy's a bit of a tank. He's, he's, he's obviously put the work. I think you've got, the intimidation, you're, you're going to yeah. think that without even knowing it. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? If you get someone that's uh, like Joshua, for example, people, people, obviously people are going to look at him and think, oh, he can bang. He's massive. It, it probably does get to some pros now. It, it, it probably would. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, but then you've you got like them guys that just go to the gym and lift weights every day. Probably never thrown a punch in their life, and yeah. people think, yeah, not dealing with that. Yeah, Eddie, but Eddie like he, he's he's like buff and he's like ripped and everything, and it's just like, yeah, don't want any part of that. That geezer could probably kill you with a punch. When I mean, in reality, geezer's probably never thrown a punch in his life. Probably the nicest fella you'll ever meet, but yeah. just likes to pump weights in the gym. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so, and, and muscles tire. That's the biggest thing. Oh yeah, yeah. if you yeah, have big do. muscles, Takes a lot of naturally, yeah, like you're gonna. T that's why AJ, like we said in the other podcast waiting for that second wind when he does gas that mm. everyone's waiting for. It's that too period, long of a time. Yeah, and I think for him, like, compared to Fury, Fury doesn't get that. He, he can bounce for 12 rounds. Yeah. And it's just he's just gifted because, like, Andy Ruiz, if you see how fast his hands is, mm. for, for a fat Mexican that looks like he's sponsored by Snickers and all that, that everyone joked about, you know, there's a video of him jumping in the ring. So his foot, his, his footwork's unbelievable as well. If you look at the videos, he's so he's so quick on his feet. But when he when he won the world title, he unfortunately, go, yeah. He? And imagine being Mexican, born in California, around all the money, and then you finally have it. Like you have everything you ever wanted. Like for him, he blew it. Oh, yeah, whereas you look at someone like Canelo. He's, there he's, for he's great. He's hungry for the sport. He's not yeah. there. All right, he might be there for the money, obviously, but he's there for the belts, for the boxing. I think with someone like Ruiz, once he had all that, he didn't know what he didn't know what to do. Ninety nine percent of us would. Once you got to think he, he, he won't even Lee. he won't even know he was second in the world. He was thrown in after who got injured because no, it was Jared Miller got um, yeah, like, the judge. Got taken yeah, that the... was it. And um, like you got, to, I don't think he was even what top six was he? I think he was. I don't think he was. He was, yeah, he was knocking was on the door. Yeah, because he beat Joseph Parker. Um, I think he was like... How long ago? Fifth, but we're talking maybe? quite a few years ago. Anyway, Three years ago. So in that time, obviously, obviously the boxers have improved since then. But I, 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 well, I don't think many people actually seriously knew who he was until like, the videos on Instagram come out of him real, knocking people out cold and stuff. Real boxing fans knew Andy Ruiz was a tough... Anthony Joshua knew it was a tough test, but he still took it. And the big part on AJ's behalf, he was training for a 350-pound big baby mm. Miller. And then he went to a, a, a Mexican that was very well-schooled. Yeah, he, he complete clash of uh, styles there. So but That's like, what I liked about Ruiz. Like, it just goes to show that size don't mean shit. He's not ripped, he's not shredded. Yeah, he was big. But he could bang. And he's <laughs> that's, not, he's that, not, that's all that matters at the he's end of the day. He's not tall either, is he? He's not like... Well, in terms of heavyweights, he's not... Yeah, what's he? 6'2", maybe? He's probably, he's probably quite... In, in this room, he'd be very tall, obviously. He'd but against against like the actual heavyweights, he's, he's probably... He's, mm. quite, he's small. You could see that in the fight. He was short. But... It's crazy. Have you seen the heavyweights in, in just history? Like, when you look at, like, the 1920s and uh, going up, like, the, the main heavyweight era, you're looking at people at six foot. Yeah. Like what was Ali? Ali was something Ali like, was like six two. Yeah, that's not tall for Matt a heavyweight. Tyson's five ten. Yeah, I'm like, six three, and I'm not heavyweight. Tyson was, was Tyson. <laughs> Tyson was doing breed though, wasn't he? 
yeah. Tyson was different breed altogether. But also the way he dealt with bigger opponents, it worked in his. Uh, whenever he finished combination, he would just drop, yeah, drop yeah. his leg, squat. That's all you have to do, and he would never get hit, never get hit. It was such a good, simple mm. technique. So like in your next fight, because you're quite tall, if you're boxing against a smaller guy, they're probably not ducking. You're fine. But if you go against someone that's gonna land a few shots against you and squat, there's no way you're gonna be able to punch down there against a high guard. There's. Yeah, I don't fancy getting on my knees either. It's so. <laughs> <laughs> like shooting from below. Yeah, but I, I do think the heavyweights now, the size of them is we've never had this yeah. in our lifetime. So for you to think steroids, fair play because it's it's I not normal. Yeah, I, I don't want to. I'm not calling anybody like drugs cheaters in, but I, I I think if it come out that the people hide it or, or the people are taking, I wouldn't take it as a shot. I. Mm. I I'm not accusing people, but I think the people that I have said possibly. Yeah, so See, I'm accusing I, them, but not accusing them. I wouldn't want to ever say something like that because when you look at uh, Dillian White, he he got busted for a drug test that was a false positive. Mm. Wasn't taking any PEDs. He had a B sample, all good, but his name and his career it got tarnished by it. it. Halted for something like 500 days or so. Mm. He, you know, he went through all the depression, everything you could ever imagine. Everyone thought he was a cheat, commenting the the mm. needles. So he got bullied, publicly humiliated when he never took anything. And I think to to call someone a drug cheat when you don't know all the way and you see the repercussions, something like that, it's it is it is tough and. Like the for, thing is that would affect it that would have had a massive play on his mental health as but well. he weren't, he weren't and it was in the peak of his career he, but he possibly weren't oh, yeah. again yeah possibly but he put on like five stone mm. as well everyone talks about Tyson fury losing all that weight dillian white's come a long way and I, I him fighting against fury yeah he lost but fair play his camps in portugal the way he's held himself after all the stuff he's been through being ducked for mandatory for three years like he's uh upset against povetkin and then he yeah. obviously revenged it and you've got to think what he went through as a kid as well. What was he? He was a dad at 12 or 13, wasn't he? Yeah, stabbed, got stabbed, shot. Yeah. Well, I think he got shot. Or he got Both, like that. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah, it's just fair play. Like, you know, it, it doesn't get given to you. And when people see now Dillian White, you know, in Portugal living his life. and He's worked Hats off it. to him. So wrapping it up, what do you want to say, mate? Empire? Empire Pro Tape. Sponsor my stable, man, please. <laughs> Honestly, Sean Butler's been trying. Like, the asbestos side, obviously, like the, I said earlier, like the Empire. He's been trying so hard. He's been taking them in the stuff. He's been sending them the stuff. Like he, he sees the promise, and obviously the, the unlicensed side to getting. Obviously, they only sponsor the pros, but getting an unlicensed stable in someone that's an up and coming coach, up and coming fighters. I think there's a lot to offer for both sides, and it, obviously me personally, it would bring my stable on my coaching, my like getting into a magazine or something. It'd bring me on a long way. So. Yeah, just Empire, come on. Brilliant. Thank you, guys. Empire, please sponsor these guys. And yeah, take care. Like, comment, share, subscribe. Cheers.